Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. I'm Simon. I am Haney. We are Native Tech, covering the latest from the IT industry with a specific focus on Microsoft and how to get actual value from technology. This is episode 168, recorded on December the 21st, 2021. You will be able to find this and our previous episodes on nativeintech.com, iTunes, Spotify, and on most podcasting platforms. It is time for the Christmas special. Yay! Finally! On the winter solstice. That is very fitting. Are, are we doing some kind of midwinter blot as well? What is that? Oh. Don't ask questions <laughs> that you don't want answers to. Okay, sorry. I'll take that back, I uh, guess. That could be my first Twitch stream, I guess. Yeah, the, the first and only. Then the police came. <laughs> I wonder what that is in Finnish. I guess it's super cool in Finnish. Oh, okay. We'll add a Wikipedia link to the show notes afterwards. <laughs> All right. Excellent. I'm impressed. This, this went sideways way faster than I thought it was possible. Oh, I can beat that. I am just sure wait for, you can. Just wait for episode 169. What are we doing today? Well, let's start with pointing out the fact that Haney decided to, um, to become one year older yesterday. <laughs> Yay! Do we have like a choice? It just happened. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just happened yesterday. Yeah. One year in one day. It's like a watch. You, you're just ticking over. So now you're... Yeah. Yeah. So happy exactly. birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you for the new birthday gift from both of you. <laughs> for someone who is not really interested in technology, I've, I've rarely seen someone jump as much into... Ooh, it has buttons and I can open a box and I can turn it on and it's blue. Yeah, I could put colors in it. Yeah. It was the Finnish flag blue. The default. Well, Haiti has a thing for teal. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not quite the Finnish flag teal, but <laughs> I mean blue. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry stop. all our Finnish <laughs> listeners. Yes. Deep sigh. Yeah. But very exciting. We'll see if, if the audio is any different with new new gadgets. Well, the, th the thing is, the audio is going to be just fine. And it's going to be pretty much the same for the listeners. But for me doing the mixing, it's going to be a lot easier because I can basically mm -hmm. step, skip one or two steps. And that is, that's fantastic. It saves a lot of time. That's always good. Indeed. So what has happened this year? So, Haney, you have not been around very long when it comes to the podcast. You came in on episode 160, so this is your eighth episode. Yay! Not even ten yet. Not even ten yet. Ah. And, and before we reach further back in ancient history, uh, what's your thoughts on, on this after eight episodes? Well... <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Well, uh, it, it has been much more fun than I thought it would be. <laughs> that can mean so much. No, well, it's, it's really fun to come together every two weeks and record a session and chat about tech and about other random stuff. So, yeah, it's just fun. It could have been even more fun. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. I said it, was, it has been more fun than I expected. Exactly. 
So I thought it would be like more like, ah, I need to prepare this and, you know, like kind of like work, work, but it's so much fun that it doesn't feel like work. I, I would say that that's a fantastic compliment if we actually sound like we're preparing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of it also goes back to Alexander actually received a gift from me yesterday, which I think says a lot about how <laughs> we make this sound as professional. Yeah. So I got a sticker that says, we'll fix it in post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny you should say that because... Uh, we might as well cover that as well. I mean, I've written a few blog posts on mm-hmm. the the tech of Knee Deep in Tech, and I am just about to finish, I hope to finish, the, the last um, iteration of it uh, during um, Christmas break, because we've, we've come so far. Everything has, we, we started out basically having no idea what we were doing, and I wouldn't say that we do, but we have more idea of what we're doing and and everything is much more streamlined it's much more consistent and it is way easier to do proper mixing these days so we've we've definitely come far even even just this this last year oh and the thing that has happened to me via the podcast is that i have acquired much more gadgets than i had before so i didn't have like an external mic or the audio interface or anything like that before this, so. No, and, and since you've done a fair number of speaking sessions over the internet as well, I think the, mm-hmm. the microphone has really made your audio kick up a notch. Yeah, I I think so too. It sounds that way even to me. <laughs> yeah, and I think I actually listened or started to listen to a security podcast just yesterday where it's so obvious that they are using teams or something like that and just ripping the audio and do nothing in post-production and it's painful like i i do think that we made that decision from the start that it should sound good because this was Mm -hmm. like a horribly bad sound experience and it's still from a rather known security company which should have the budget of getting a decent podcasting platform and it's so it's so sad. I mean, th- there are so many amazing content creators out there. But we are good. Well, I, I, I want to think so anyways. I mean, just if, if, before we leave this, if you want to start a, a podcast, starting from zero, get a roadcaster, the, the entire four-channel mixer with a lot of buttons and stuff. Why? Because it is literally set it and forget it. You mm-hmm. plug in your microphone, you tweak a few things, such as specify you have a, a high or a middle or a low voice. Then you specify how much effects, internal effects of that thing you want to have. And boom, instantly you have a fantastic radio sound. It is just, it's mm-hmm. uncannily good. And this is for something that is roughly 550 euros. And then you add a, a microphone for 150 to 200 euros. So then you're good to go. That's it. You don't need to do any post-production pretty much. So there, there are, there are options that are not that expensive as long as you want to. I will now get off my soapbox. Are, are there good resources to finding that information out? Because like, for example, I would not know anything about this topic. Like, and I don't really care, but luckily I have people who do care. <laughs> I, I think that is a very important point. 
if you're a content creator, you don't really care about these things. The only reason we have this audio is that I had to learn this crap because I wanted to. Uh, otherwise, we would have kind of miserable audio as it is. And the answer to your question is yes, there's a lot of information. And that's also the issue. You're basically drowning in it. There are so many opinions. There's so many options. And yeah, it's not, it's not pretty. You, as always, you need to know what you're asking for in order to find it. Yeah. And I think we had some help, especially I, uh, since I got a lot of help from Pluralsight. Mm -hmm. So that was really where I started. I got some good suggestions from them uh, and got a lot of help in, in getting that up and running from the start. And then mm. luckily, Alexander is far too in intelligent <laughs> and have yeah. too much time. I think the uh, word you're looking for is anal retentive when it comes to sound. But yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> much it. Yet, yet again, a couple of words I shouldn't try to pronounce because you would only make fun of me. And I know that I will make it into something <laughs> even more horrible. It's like when Sami started to laugh when he saw his giant blue penguin and thought it meant something completely other than what I we think intended. That he had the exact same reaction. So we mm -hmm. didn't quite manage to to nail the Finnish translation. Close enough. <laughs> Google's fault. <laughs> I'm curious, Simon. Mm-hmm. Haney, you won't have any idea what I'm asking, but but Simon might have, but I'm not sure he actually does. Do you know what's significant with January the 5th? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the date when I got together with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's not only the, the only thing that happened on the 5th. January 5th, 2017 the first recorded episode of Knee Deep in Tech. Are you serious? Oh did I record that episode on my anniversary? You did. And that <laughs> also means that in 2022, it's a five-year anniversary. Oh. Whoa. I, wow. I wouldn't even have guessed. <laughs> it was five You've been years. doing this for so long. Exactly. We, we have been doing this for, for way too wow. long. And... We are now at, this is 168, right? Are we even certain that it is 168? So funny you should ask, because we're, we, we managed to do no fewer than 17 in-betweens, um, specials, extras, 3.5, God knows what. It was a horrible <laughs> mess in the beginning. So we're, we're, this is episode 185. So we're, we're nearing 200 episodes as well and five years. So, yeah. I, I honestly don't think that we, when we started off with this, thought that we would keep going for five years. I, I'm going to say, like I said many, many years ago, I, I did not expect this to go more than six months. Nope. And yet here we are. Pretty well done. <laughs> yeah, we we just never knew when to give up. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but that's fantastic. We need to celebrate that one way or another. And uh, mm -hmm. I will just have to cancel the plans I may or may not have for me and my wife on that day. But I do also <laughs> think that uh, back in those days, we recorded uh, daytime as well because we were working at the same place. So uh, I think that 
that's also a change. And I think we it took a while to change the way we recorded to how we're recording now at the beginning of the pandemic as well. So a lot of things have happened. Uh, and at some point I've said that I will go through all our episodes and gather all of the best pieces and create some kind of super episode. But uh, Let, let's not. <laughs> but but it's also quite fun to listen to the first ones. Oh God, no! <laughs> I have to do that. Yeah, you really should. <laughs> you really should. I'm not sure that you're aware of what you're setting yourself up for, but yeah, let let's let's shelve this conversation for the five yeah. year special because yeah. I would love to have that, and we'll see if we can rope in some old um, uh, old people we've been talking to as well. But let's continue with 2021. 2021, exactly. Um, it's it's an interesting year in many ways. Uh, it's been up and down. I've I've been struggling pretty seriously with uh, with the pandemic, and I'm sure that most people have. And one of the things that we decided to do, it was actually in January this year, was to change to this slightly longer format, 45 minutes instead of 30 minutes, and also go to a biweekly recording. Mostly because we we simply didn't have the bandwidth. Um, I I was done. I, I could not find the energy to do uh, this, uh, among other things. And I mean, Simon, you've you've always circled the drain. You just never got the memo. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think that we can still improve. We have learned a lot from doing this, uh, and I also think we have learned that it doesn't matter how long we make the episodes; we would never ever keep the time. Um, it's it's basically my work life in a sentence. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many hours the day have, I will always find a time to have more. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll continue to improve. But I do think that we both enjoy the new format. I do think that a lot of our listeners do that as well, and it basically makes it a little more relaxed. It's not as stressed as it may, might have been sometime previously but we have some ideas coming up that we do and i i definitely second the whole thing we're we're always learning i mean every episode teaches me something new uh in in some way and um i think that the the ideas that we have planned for next year's are going to be even better uh it's all about streamlining and of course now we have penny on board as well um with new ideas new new ways of doing things. Um, and I think that was one of the best things we've done. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Yeah, you will get your evaluation in a couple of weeks. So. Oh, dang. Is it still like the, uh, what is it, the evaluation period? What is it called? Like when you can still be kicked out? <laughs> well, I'm working on kicking Simon out and I haven't, haven't been able to for five <laughs> years, so I think you're pretty safe. But I, I think you just, you, you, want to take the conversation then you see my pretty face and just nah yeah <laughs> it's not possible no we can't throw the penguin out no i i'd have to agree um which kind of reminds me of, of one of the the first things that we did it was a horrible thing was video <laughs> and i can't wait to talk more about the video part in our five-year uh, special because what has been seen cannot be unseen. I'll just leave that. I, I need to see if I still have those recordings. I oh. do think I do. 
I would pay good money not for for those not to go on the internet. Ransomware. <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah. yeah. So what else happened this year? Well, we had the devastating uh, loss of Tony on March the 6th. It's, I mean, it, it's, it was March, and March is not that far off. It's been nine months already. And in, in three months, it's going to be the first anniversary of, of him passing. Um, it, it still feels weird to see his face because he he pops up in my um, my Twitter feed and on LinkedIn and from time to time, and um, yeah, it's um, bizarre. It's probably a good. Yeah, and and um, like I, uh, I I think the first event we visit together will also be very odd, uh, and and I do know that like he he really looked forward to going back to events, meeting all of our friends. Yeah, the next ignite in person is going to be weird yeah uh there might be fireball <laughs> even for alexander <laughs> and that says a lot yeah i i'll i'll down yeah. a fireball for tony i'll do that that's yeah that's definitely so what do we else do we have um i took the liberty of, of going back through the episodes this year and also i took a look at the previous christmas special that we did and we had a number of questions that we were discussing for the Christmas special for 2020. And the first question that we kind of asked each other was, what was the best news item of 2021? And I'm sure that Simon thinks <laughs> Windows 11. Or was it Azure Virtual Desktop? No, Azure Virtual Desktop is actually a decent thing. If you had said Windows 365, I would have thrown you out. <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I think like when you... When you look back at a year like this, it's so hard to keep track of everything that has happened uh, because there aren't really any huge announcements anymore. It's not like when you get or got Server 2016 or Windows 10. It's, it's a lot of small but still great things that happens. So I, I really struggled. And no, Windows 11 and Windows 365 for sure aren't the top news item. Uh, I, I do think it's hard for me to choose a single one, and once we're done recording, I will probably figure one out. But um, I do think that all the investments in SMB is, is probably what I think of. Uh, or really, all the investments in hybrid and SMB, the, the things that Microsoft have said that they will continue to support. Uh, and which they have supported in various ways. So I can't say a single one. Possibly a Defender for Endpoint for in, in the business queue. But I think those really matters and shows Microsoft's commitment to the SMB and the hybrid customers. But it's hard for me to pick a single news item, honestly. No, I'm, I agree. Everything is... It's trickling out these days. There are very few big bang announcements. Um, but on the same page, we had Inspire, we had Ignite, and the announcements that were made just a couple of years back, they would have been big bang announcements, but they mm -hmm. were trickling out. So there, there, as, as you say, there's been so much uh, small-ish things that are really, really great. 
So what's your take, Annie? Well, I think what makes it challenging is also how this year has been, because I have no sense of where does this year begin. Generally in January. You know what I mean. I I cannot kind of understand where January is anymore. But, oh, it's, it's coming. Uh, you're being so damn helpful right now. <laughs> but also, Haini, remember that you have, you have actually spent one more hour in 2021 than we have so far. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. So True. I understand if it's hard to remember because... Like, it is very hard to remember. And you Wait just, an hour. Yeah, you just turned 33 as well, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm coming, getting old or something. And, but... Um, I think there's been a lot of interesting hap- things happening on the networking side of Azure. Uh, new things supported for private endpoints and service endpoints that will make securing things easier in the long run. Like, for example, the NSG support. And um, also there's been things that make the networking side a little more flexible because it has been quite you make a design choice and then you're stuck with it pretty much forever. And on that side, uh, we are, for example, getting the uh, NAT rules on the VPN gateway. Uh, those are in preview. So it's, again, I, I totally hear you both that it's more these small trickling things coming out that together kind of build to something a little bigger. And then I think actually the interesting direction is also these um, kind of testing type of services coming into Azure, like Chaos Studio and uh, load testing and so forth. So that's an interesting direction that hasn't really been available that much in Azure so far. So really excited to see where that is going to gonna go. Definitely. And it's so nice to see as you see, the, the load testing and the chaos engine and that kind of stuff, the really dev side of things being applied to infrastructure in a way that apparently we hadn't even thought of. So yeah. definitely looking forward to that. Exactly. How about you? Um, it's it's a difficult question because, I, again, I, I had to, to look back and think, and the, the biggest single thing has to be uh, Power BI Premium Gen 2 because it completely redrew how we work with Power BI Premium. And at the same time, Power BI Premium per user open up the, the premium capabilities, if you will, to the common man, uh, because premium still is rather expensive. I'm sorry, all the Americans, but that is the case here, here in Europe. Uh, so PPU gives us a lot of opportunities that we might not have had previously. So with PPU and with premium comes the XML endpoint, and with the XML endpoint comes so many ways to work with BI and, and Power BI like we were kind of used to do with um, analysis services, but now we can do more and more of that use, using our, our workflows, if you will, inside of Power BI. So Power BI is definitely becoming slowly but surely a superset of analysis services. So that's that's probably my biggest thing when it comes to smaller things. Wow, there's so many bits and pieces. I mean, take what you just said, Annie, about the networking stuff. 
we're looking at a lot of, of links, Synapse links for, for Dataverse, for instance. Yeah. I would have never in a thousand years thought that I would be relevant for me. But I'm right now in a project where I will be using Synapse links for Dataverse. Having the automatic uh, staging, if you will, of Dataverse into a, uh -huh. a data lake. It's, it's fantastic. It's there. So there, there are a multitude of things just popping up out of the blue that will definitely make things so much easier. So other than that, other than use, what other topics have been important to us? Wow, where to begin? I think for me, um, I've learned a lot more about mental health. Um, I switched jobs again in uh, October. I switched job in, in October of 20, in 2020 and 2021 as well. Um, and I, I, it was not a good fit for me, uh, the place that I was at uh, for, for a year. And um, I've, as I said in the beginning, I do not enjoy the whole work from home. Um, it, it's fine if I get to choose when I get to do it. I think that's also the case for a lot of things. If we if we can choose when we do whatever we want to do, that's fine. But if we're forced to, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I found that I I need people in in a much broader sense than I thought I did, and I also find found out the hard way. Uh, and I'm sorry if this is an unpopular opinion, but speaking over teams, I'm sorry it does not give me uh, just about anything. There are very few exceptions. And going forward, I will do very, very few exceptions to the rule that I won't be speaking online. Because, uh, I'm, no, it's, it, the price for me is so much higher than what I'm getting from it. So that's yeah. probably what I found was important for me this year. Yeah, and honestly, I would say I've made the same decision. I will only make very, very few like community engagements online when I'm at work. That's something that's expected of me. But I, I'm, I would say that I'm more than happy to just jump on a Teams call, ask me anything for an hour. That gives me something. But doing a session for an hour over Teams, it simply doesn't work. I still have had... I think the best experience I've had so far is uh, JNUC from Jamf, where you have that constant interactivity, but also AVD TechFest, where we had such a good number of people attending and were really interested in asking questions. You got that interactivity at all times in the chat. That's valuable. Uh, Ignite has been so as well, but very, very few other conferences. So I would rather do Ask Me Anythings or something but presenting is just it drains more energy than it gives yeah um for me and i'm sorry to say it but i i, I think we, we can't go through this without mentioning uh, shrimps because that is something that i've been having a lot of discussions on and which i think for good and for bad puts focus on some things that a lot of organizations should have thought of from the beginning. I don't think I've ever hidden that. I do think that we are making the wrong 
taking the wrong approach to it. Uh, but it's it's not to say that you should break the law. I'm just thinking that we, we need to classify our data, make risk assessments, be careful with what you use and how you use it. But I also think that the cost needs to be taken into account. And um, currently we might have more important things to do than arguing about that. But that's one part. And then I also think it's it's been, for me now, I'm where I wanted to be many years ago. Uh, I think that I finally are working more as a real architect within the digital workplace and <laughs> a bit of like, I can't get out of the security. <laughs> It. But at the same time, I, I think it's 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 good to work as an as an architect. And um, even though I enjoy doing hands-on work still, but working as an architect within security and digital workplace is probably the the fun things. But like you said, uh, Alexander, I I'm terrible <laughs> at working from home. <laughs> it's it's all. I feel so much better being in an office than being at home. And and I've. Like I know that a lot of people love this working from home every single day, uh, but it's not for me. And I think that's an important aspect that we are all different. The choice is important. And there are a lot of people that really enjoy being in an office or meeting customers or whatever it can be. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of been similar for me as well. Uh... I also switched jobs in the beginning of January or midway, so beginning of this year. And and so it's it's kind of weird to start a new job when you don't meet that, that many people face to face. And and then when you do meet them, it takes a while to kind of connect the images from Slack or whatever to the actual people faces. So that's always an interesting process. But I've luckily had the chance to go to the office now and then and, and you know, have a bit of a change to scenery as well. But for me, it feels the same. Like if it's forced and you have no option to choose where you work, it feels much more like a burden to work from home. Whereas when you do have the option, even though I would work the same way and the same amount from home, it feels different. So... It is a tricky thing. <laughs> Can't really, in this case, affect the part of is there a choice or not. So one just has to live with it and find ways to be okay with not having a choice. But it's, yeah, it's not straightforward at all. No, and I think you, you've said it best. You need to figure out how to, uh, how to relate to the fact that you don't have a choice. And, yeah. and most of us are not good with not having a choice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in the camp of thinking that burnout does not necessarily come from too much work, but, uh, to the, the perceived control of said work. Yeah. But that's a whole different episode. I'd, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> exactly. But, but it kind of segues into, have we learned anything from yet another year of working from home? Um, and I, I can, I can say for myself, I, the first year working from home, that was, that was okay. Um, most of the things were new. I started, well, I, I was scrambling to get as much hardware that I could physically fit in my, 
my home office uh, to the fact that I, I no longer need a, a heating element because I have a lot of stuff. But it kind of, that doesn't matter much anymore. I, I have a good setup. It works. I can do all kinds of meeting. I can do speaking. I can do recording. I'm, I'm good. But it feels much more like a chore to work from home now than it did just a year ago. So what's, what's your take on it? Well, I, I think I had a good approach that I didn't go all out with all the gear <laughs> from the get-go. What? So you mean you can buy, buy more stuff? Is that what you're saying? Well, well, I've had some more new exciting gadgets coming in. So <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, it does kind of feel like um, we've been here and done that kind of feeling about this this year. Uh, but I think personally, I've figured out a little more to be okay with a situation and, and it's been a little easier for me actually going forward. But it, it is like, we're hitting a point where it's like, when does it actually end? And, you know, it could get a little harder again. So it's interesting to see how it evolves. Yeah. Omicron came by and said, Oh, hold my beer. And yeah, everything <laughs> just went to shit again. Yeah. And I think it's, it's rather odd now that I can't wait to go back to the office and still I'm now building a new office at home for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's due to the fact what I do, what do I do good when I'm at home? And like Alexander said, it's about making content. It's about having everything set up, good sound, good video, all of that. I think that, and sorry now, everyone that will take offense. If you still don't use proper audio video equipment. If you still are sitting at your kitchen table, you are doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm very sorry to say that, but I, like, I, I, I can't stand people that have, <laughs> now I will <laughs> get, we will get so many comments on this. If you're using AirPods in your Teams meeting for crying out loud, <laughs> I can give you one of my old headsets because it will be a better experience for every single person involved. I will stop the uh, rant there, but I do you think... You would have hated working with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I, I think that we could have been so much better. And at the beginning, you couldn't get any decent headset or webcam or whatever i we were just fortunate that we were a bit geeky from the start and had everything um but i do think like quality matters you should use your home office and it's fine to be in the kitchen but you can do small things that doesn't cost you a single x amount that greatly will improve things just looking into the camera instead of looking down on it it makes such a difference i don't i don't even know where i'm going because i'm just ranting <laughs> no and i, I, I want to pick up on that because i think what what you're you're saying in in not so many words is that after a year working from home we have learned nothing yeah exactly Doing video calls and, and video conferencing it it not only sucks but it sucks balls it yeah. sucks worse in many ways than it did a year ago. Mm -hmm. Because not only 
do we have a shit ton more online meetings? Because apparently somebody, everybody needs a meeting about a meeting about a meeting. But we also have this whole back-to-back thing mm -hmm. that we did not have in the physical world. And again, we've been doing this for a year. Why are we so horribly bad at basic stuff like etiquette, mm -hmm. basic stuff like, well, can you hear me now? Well, my camera doesn't work or, or I've misplaced my, my headphones. What the, f no, I, I'm, I'm out of words to use here. I, I think that is a terrible thing. And that is one thing that I've learned from working from home. And that is one thing that I hope I would not had had to learn. But yeah, that's that's the state we're in. Next year, something better. Can we be a bit positive? I think we're we're <laughs> Yeah, we're, you two went down the rant road. <laughs> I think we're ending the year in the way this year have been. And I think we just had the name of the episode, the rant road. <laughs> so what do we anticipate for next year? What what are we looking forward to? Windows 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Oh. Windows 11.5? Yeah, that's... No, no, Windows 11 Service Pack 1. <laughs> oh, God. You're on a roll. Um... So so what I'm actually hoping that I can look forward to is going to some live real person events yeah. at some point. I don't think it's going to happen in the first part of the year. It's looking like right now that things are moving around, but hopefully at least by the summer, I'm like hoping we can get moving again. Mm -hmm. I mean, today I've had no fewer than two emails. Uh, one was from the Nordic Infrastructure Conference that is moving to uh, June the 1st. And the other one was from the Scottish Summit that is probably moving to June 1st. Oh. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, what's on June 2nd? Data Grillen. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, organizers. I, I feel with you that you couldn't do your events, but for the love of everything that is holy, don't think that you're working in a vacuum because there are already events mm, planned yeah. since forever. So you might want to kind of put your ear to the rails and then mm -hmm. see what happens. Yeah, that is still a fascinating thing, I must say, because I've, I've experienced that too, that couldn't you... Just, I, I do remember, do you remember the year when we went to the MCT summit in Colonia and we had, was it three or four conferences the same week on the same topics in Europe? Yeah. Tech Days, Experts Live, MCT summit, and one more. And it was like, we know that there are few weeks where this works, but it, it doesn't benefit anyone. And it certainly yeah. didn't benefit the MCT summit. Uh, <laughs> No, in, in, in many ways, we have seen the same thing, but with virtual conferences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because everybody and their cat realized, oh, we can do a virtual conference because this is easy. And still they managed to <laughs> things up. Sorry, I wasn't ready. I was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're like live conferences and I'm hoping that April 
late April should work because then we have our conference. Uh, but I yeah, will not talk about that, but hopefully end of April. Yeah, and I'm, I'm rooting for March because that's when BITS is. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Other than that, um, I, I do hope that we get into the point where we're actually starting to use the learnings from 2021 and 2020. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I've quoted uh, Spencer Pitts from VMware. We did React. We are still recovering, but we need to rethink because we have those expectations from our users. We need to be more efficient. We need to be more productive and we need to take better care of our colleagues. And we can't do that by keeping on doing the exact same thing. And we can't do that while we are also destroying the environment. That's something I also hope we'll see more in practice in IT. Because I and I shouldn't go into that entire rant and, and I buy more things than I need. I'm part of the problem, I know. But like to call a computer sustainable and then keep exchanging that every three years just because the lease runs out there you have your problem <laughs> like nothing has really i'm i like many of the users i meet now have the exact same specification on their laptop now as they had almost nine years ago quad core or dual core eight gigs of ram ssd nothing has changed but we have gone through at least three different laptops we need to be clever, more clever than that. So sustainability, actual change, not just believing that we have changed. Uh, could I put in an interesting point there? Um, uh, I yeah, was... we, we, we will decide if it's interesting or not. Thank you, Simon. Yeah. That was very magnanimous of you. So I was listening with one ear to Richard Campbell. He did a keynote at the Nordic Developer Conference in Oslo. And he, he said that something that really resonated with me. And if we're looking back on the, the, um, the CPUs, most of the CPUs we're using are of the x86 variety. And that's basically been the same since 1980. What is it? Two or 83 or 84? Where the, the um, x86 came out. Sure, we've had a more, um, or was it in the 70s? I can't remember. But it's, it's a long time. We've, we've had more clock speed. We have more cores. But otherwise, it's the same darn thing. We used to have the Spark environments and the, the, the Spark CPUs in, in Unix. But they're kind of rare these days. The only real change that has come out in recent years is the M1 processor. Mm -hmm. And he, he had an amazing... Um, keynote about this and how fast these things evolve but they have been exactly that evolving they're just small steps incremental steps and then came the m1 which is a whole new take on it it does the same thing but as soon as you open up the covers it's a whole new kind of cpu so we're we're looking at this future but as it stands for the the present time yeah it's it's just small evolution what do i anticipate for next year well i'm 
I just like you want to go to to events. I want to do that too. Um, I want to meet people. I want to exchange ideas. I I want to have the hallway track. All of that stuff that I I got to touch again in Belgium and in Oslo before the world fell over again. Um, and in in many ways, this kind of goes back to to your point, Simon, about we we need to start to rethink. But I, I think in many ways we are still in crisis mode. We have so little extra energy. So we, all that energy is basically spent on staying above the surface, keeping, keeping ourselves alive. There is no time and there is no energy to spend on making things better, which in itself is stupid. But then again, what can we do? So I'm, I'm thinking that one of the reasons why we're not reinventing ourselves is the simple fact that we can't. We don't have the energy. We don't have the, 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 the mental capacity to do so before we're out of this crisis phase. Um, I don't know. I, I would love to be wrong, but I'm, I don't think I am. Also, it's kind of difficult to make changes in how you do things when you're in the kind of working with the same people in the same environment. It's kind of, there's often a lot of inertia there that is kind of holding you in the old way of working. So you just keep doing the same thing again and again. And for me, at least, it was kind of the uh, change of where I work that enabled me to also change the way I work and how I relate to work and, you know, how much I strain myself and and all that. So... For me, it was easier to make changes once I changed where I work. But, you know, it's not always the solution, and I think we need to figure out ways ways of how can we change as kind of groups of people, because it's really hard to change if you're the only person doing the change, and nobody else is doing that. That's that's a very good point, and as you say, it's it's not for everyone to change jobs. In in many cases, I would argue that that might definitely not be solving the right issue. Uh, but oh, exactly, it, it's getting something new. Um, it might be external, it might be internal, but we are pretty bad as a, as a species. And now I'm I'm looking at predominantly the, the Western uh, Western society. We are not very good at looking inwards listening to what's going on inside of our, our minds. Well, this was an interesting um, Christmas special. <laughs> happy, but I, I, happy Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that it, it's, it's kind of indicative of yeah. 2021. Yeah. It has been a lot of introspection, and in many ways it's been a serious year, not for the right reasons. Um, we come out of this year kind of scuffed mm -hmm. we've got dings we've got scuff marks we we took a pounding in 2021 um all of us in our, our different ways and i would love for 2022 to be a year of healing um but i i'm kind of thinking that the jury is out on that one still yeah we'll see yeah, we, we shouldn't go into the entire question of how to handle this now and in the future, but there are decisions to be made on a global level 
And um, I do think that society have built the nightmare that we tried desperately to avoid. But I think we're very, very close to that. I think we, we haven't come closer together over these years. We are even more polarized than ever. And we could have made so much better of this, but I guess that's humankind. Now, we need to change the record on this. <laughs> so could we please go to the last bit of this before I really go into my dystopian yeah, yeah. mode? <laughs> You really find the lighthearted modes today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I think that one thing I can say that what has really been helpful for me is trying to find the little moments that are for taking care of not falling into this dullness of I'm just working from home, whether it's like going out for walks or going to ride my bike or anything like that like really focusing on having those moments every day. That's, that is something that can help really kind of have some kind of uh, like almost a string that you can hold on to during the days and moving forward because we don't quite know where this is going yet. No. So. And, and I think that, that is a very good point because of everything we're going through, it gives us something, be it insight, mm -hmm. be it uh emotions it does matter all all of this is something that we can use we might not necessarily figure out how to use it yet especially not for for good but it's it's getting there we're we're adding to our our box of uh, ideas and and thoughts so for sure so before we we um sign off for 2021 how do we make this slightly more happy we talk about things. <laughs> we talk about things. I, I vividly remember, Simon, that we, we decided in, in January when we launched KDIT 3.0 that we were not going to be talking a lot about uh, stuff. We, we kind of did 2020, but we decided not to in 2021. But yeah. I don't understand. We, what we, stuff would you talk about? We decided not to speak about Xbox and... and oh, like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but I was actually thinking, if we're talking about best gadgets of 2021, I will be sustainable. Because I will say the same thing as last year. My ATEM Mini. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I had, I think, I think I had that last year as well. Yeah, you did. And, and... It's been fantastic, and I do think that it really showed more of its capabilities during the AVD TechFest, where it streamed just fantastic quality for over 12 hours straight. Uh, and I, I know that we will be using ATEMs for the upcoming AVD TechFest, and, and I can't wait to learn more about it, because it's so simple to create fantastic video with it. Just if you're a bit creative and know how to use YouTube. So, Atom Mini. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at one of those as well. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. I don't have a lot of tech stuff. Um, I bought the, the Go XLR, I bought the microphone. That stuff I bought more than a year ago. And it's been working fantastic. Um, 
in, in fact, I have not had a single issue with my computer this year. And that is, that's fantastic. So I'm kind of going sustainable as well. <laughs> but, but I think that's something to do with you because you have also been successful in riding a train this year, which is yeah. also unheard of. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, because I, I used to come close to a train and the train either fell over or went off the tracks or, or just didn't start. But yeah, now I've, I've managed to, to not have any of those issues this year. That's pretty good. I think so. Was that positive enough for, for, <laughs> for an ending? Haney yeah. hasn't said anything about your gadgets. Well, I, I got all the necessary podcast stuff and it's more gadgets than I have uh, bought in years. <laughs> Total together. I'm not really a gadget person at all you can't like say your my, bike you know yeah exactly i was just about to get to like well unless it is sports gear i i have some bikes and i like to ride them but i i yeah i have more sports gear than <laughs> tech gadgets yeah so you're gonna host your own podcast called knee deep in knee deep in sports right yes exactly <laughs> yeah, but i think when, when we get into that like i will i both thought of a whiskey and tech podcast and there is actually infosec and whiskey that's an actual podcast oh. uh, but i was more thinking about all the geekiness of whiskey production but i've also <laughs> thought about combining tech and sport because yeah like there are so many things you can buy for every yeah. single sport yeah yeah, that's true. I, I still, I have to say, I, I kind of stay away from the newer gadgety stuff in sports as well. I just like to have the things that you actually need. I, I need very good, you know, reasoning if I'm going to get something that is actually useful and needed <laughs> and not just it's cool to have. <laughs> I can't understand how you're thinking. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm broken. But on... <laughs> But in, in, in many ways, I, I love the fact that we are contrasts. We don't think the same way, the three of us. We bring so many different views to the same table. And, and at the end of the day, I think that is what gives us the dynamic that we have. So yeah. I think we're, we're definitely coming to an end. Um, I mean, we're, we're close to an hour. Uh, it's been a wonderful year. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, thanks to you. Um, this would not have been anywhere near as, as much fun to do on my own. And, and while having Simon putting out with me for so long and, and Haney coming in as moral support, that has been great. We are coming to an end. As I said, it's been an interesting year and we are preparing for the next year, which incidentally is the five-year anniversary of Native in Tech which in, in itself is, is kind of a cool thing. But until then, have a wonderful Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we will see and hear all of you on the other side. So have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Need Even Tech. Need Even Tech is a bi-weekly technology podcast hosted by Alexander Arvidsson, Simon Binder, and Heini Hilmaninen. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to be part of an episode, 
please reach out to us on social media or via email at podcast at mediapathetic.com. <laughs>